0: Yo, what's going on y'all? It's your boy So-So in case you ain't know so And welcome back to another episode of Sports with So-So Coming to you live from CIC Miami y'all We got another dope episode on deck Make sure you guys are following us on social media including YouTube where we're pumping all the episodes And following us on Instagram as we keep you up with the latest in sports this week like i said another amazing episode we're talking heat and some scandal we got the marlins getting an olympian back and you know we got to talk about ufc 265 and for all my soccer fans i got you with some heartbreak juice talking some Messi and chelsea it's time to get it popping y'all let's go gotta work gotta work yo yo i hit let me tell you i had tremendous round of golf dog much better this weekend as well yes
1: in between everything that you were doing on the sidelines reporting and commentating you were doing you were the color guy you were the analyst you were everything in one out there bro
0: I'm, i'm doing everything you know big shout out to 365 flag football um We locked down that championship episode that they had for the playoffs. I got to announce the games and commentate. And I even did some interviews with the MVPs of the game, which happened to be the same guy (laughs) because he was dominating on the field that day. Big shout out to Kev, man, and his squad. Shout out to the Hylia Scums for winning the championship for 2021. Uh, It was a tough season, man, because a lot of those teams are evenly matched up. They all have athletes. They all have teams who have played together for, like, five years. So, there's a lot of chemistry there. So, it's a very tough competitive league. And if you think you got a flag football team that can hang or can go out there and dominate, hit my dogs up. See what you can do and bring it to the table because they're taking everybody out there. And, man, it's a packed league.
1: It looked dope. It looked super dope. You were out there on the field. I saw them. You had people coming by. You were interviewing them and stuff, doing your thing. So. I, I, you know, I wish uh, I would have got jealous? the invitation you to were a little that, jealous. Nah, you now, man.
0: It was a short notice type of thing. But the good news is we're going to be able to do it again for the nighttime episode of their championship for the Tuesday Night League. So when that's coming up, trust me. Sportsman's also, we're going to be in the building. Yeah. At
1: night, not as hot. Count me in for that for sure.
0: Bruh, that heat and humidity and the rain no threatening joke. was not a joke, man. But we were able to get it in. It came out great. I can't wait for you guys to hear it. Um, shout out to Pooh and MC Visuals for videographing the whole thing. Um, they got some amazing, amazing footage out there of some great, great plays. So... I'm excited to see it all come together, so um, uh, trust me, when it comes out, you guys will be the first to know.
1: That's what's up. That's what's up. How hot was it during your your round of golf that you were talking about before? Homie.
0: (laughs) (laughs) It made me realize why nobody ever plays after 12. Like, you can always find the golf time or tee time after 12. Like, nobody's out there playing. You gotta be out
1: there either from 8 to noon, getting done right around 12 o'clock, right when the sun's right above you, or go out there around like 3 o'clock right now that the sun goes down around like seven thirty-eight. You got to do that like, 3 o'clock round, because from 12 to 3, bro, Oof. or even, I, you can even argue, like, 10, 30, 11 to 3, bro. Yeah, That's if you're starting brutal. at 11, it's Don't almost like you started it. at noon. You're just asking for, you know, like, dehydration and uh, you want to go into heat shock and shit, yeah.
0: Check out that tan right there, buddy. Nah,
1: you were born with that, bro. What are you lying? <laughs> 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 shit. You you're trying to show off a farmer's tan? I'll show you a farmer's That's tan, big guy. <laughs> you want to see a farmer's <laughs> tan? Yeah,
0: bro, but... It happens out there because again you're out there playing and you know you put your sunblock on and all that stuff, but the heat, man, is just unbearable. And the sun was out. There.
1: I didn't play a single round of golf. I didn't swing a golf club. I didn't do anything golf related this weekend. That makes me a little bit happy. <laughs> bro. I feel like I'm catching up. No I disrespect, had, but nah, I'm catching bro, up. I just, I'm still. I was <laughs> still hungover. I was hungover from the golf trip the previous week. Four rounds of golf in three days. Talk about it's hot. Draining. Holy shit, it was hot that day. The whole weekend, bro, from the fr- sun, Friday to Sunday, it was just miserable. But we toughed it out, and, and I just didn't want to see a golf course this past weekend. I just chilled. <laughs> Cleaned my crib, hung out with my girl, you know, just caught up with the fam. I just, Normal stuff. I, 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 <laughs> when I drove by a golf course, I looked the other way. Let's put it that way. <laughs> Normally, I'm rubbernecking. Are like, sick dog? I'm going to have to bro, check I was you hungover, later, bro. I was hungover. But you know what? I'm ready golf, to off this golf, weekend. Yeah, I
0: bet. Dog. Golf overload is a real it thing. Was a, it was a big overload. It's a real thing. You know? It's a real thing. And it can happen. And again, people don't realize how much it can drain you Physically. Until you're actually playing eighteen holes of golf on a afternoon. No, and I hot I, as hell.
1: I didn't even mention this last week on last week's episode. I didn't tell you, but we were golfing during the day and then staying up at night till like two in the morning, <laughs> or, or that, no, past two in the morning. We were up to like shit, three or four in the morning. No, out. watching the Olympics, watching oh golf. My God, the yes. golf coincided, and the last the la- Saturday was the last night that you know a couple of us stayed up all the way to the end to watch Xander Shuffley take it down and get the gold. So imagine, it was like we were staying up to watch that, getting a couple hours of sleep then going golfing again. Crazy. But, dude, the Olympics, man. And Amazing. I, know we, I don't know if we talked about it last week. I think I was still in my hangover. Yeah. But I, we got to talk
0: about the Olympics a little We got to talk about it, man, because the teams that we expected to dominate did their thing. You know, we had USA men's and women's basketball dominate and really get off to, a, you know, ending the the Olympics in the right way because they were under some scrutiny a mm-hmm. little bit. -hmm. For not putting those major performances like we've seen in the past, but people don't realize how hard it is to win a, a medal. Forget about a gold medal; just winning a medal period is really hard because you're going against the best in the world. Yeah, literally. So it was really cool to see the men's team and the women's team lock that down. We saw a lot of people, a lot of world world records get broken in the swimming aspect. Ledecky, she killed it out there. We also had uh, Team USA Women's Gymnastic. They won the medal. It was just it was pretty dope to see USA just we still won, have that. I don't know dominance, if you but... saw
1: the 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 comeback victory in wrestling that the heavyweight wow. had the, the win the match like it was like eleven seconds left and he was down like three or four points, something like that. Yep. And he ended up coming back to win it in the last second. Crazy, crazy crazy, crazy <laughs> victory. The whole thing with Simone Biles and yeah. you know and her mental health and, and just kinda having the pressure of the world on her shoulders and stepping down, you know, for her. Doing teammates. the right thing and Yeah, because her down. mind wasn't there. She said, you know, I'm not gonna give you know, I'm not gonna be able to Give my best, you know, where I'm at right now and, and stepping down and letting her teammates, you know, take over and whatnot. Of um, what else? We won gold in both men's and women's. I'm sorry. Yeah, men's and women's golf. So right. shout out Xander yes. Shoffley and, Z- and shout out Nelly Korda. And
0: that field was surprisingly lit all with like <laughs> really good golfers. Yeah. I thought it was going to be like, oh, OK, you get the top dogs, maybe top 10 and then everybody else it will be a drastic fall. But man, there was no drop off at yeah. all. No, nah, it, it was
1: good competition. Men, straight men's off. and bas- men's women, men's and women's basketball. Sorry, I'm a little slurred. Still it's still over. It's all good. Men's and women's basketball, gold. Yep. I mean, we a couple weeks ago we had Jaime on the show on the phone, and you know we were we were coming off of what three four straight losses from Team USA. Yep. Lost to France. Lost to Australia. Lost to Nigeria, and you know people was, were doubting it them. was looking it was looking you know grim. People and were doubting here them. Here we are now with uh you know with. Two damn, gold medals. Am out of bio? My dog. You know, representing the Miami Heat. And out there. he was
0: showing out today, bro. Man showed up to the summer league game decked in gold. He's not even wearing it, bro. <laughs> He's like holding on to it like it's a big ass chain or something. You're like, yeah, this is me right here, you know. Oh, this this little thing right here. It's a little gold medal. Yeah, you know? yeah nah, nah. You know, it's a little speaking. Something, something. You know who else won a gold medal? Um, hometown hero, actually, Eddie Alvarez, mm. Marlins player. He was able to win the silver with USA Baseball, which is, again, such an accomplishment because they're playing the best in the world. They're playing the Dominican Republic. They're playing the Japanese. They're playing Puerto Rico. They're playing Cuba. Tough teams when it comes to baseball. And USA held their own. Held their own and got you know to the final championship game and unfortunately lost to Japan 2-0. But Eddie Alvarez walks away a silver medalist in two sports now he's this, the this third american third american a sixth olympian ever to medal in both the summer and the winter games that's crazy
1: he did speed skating right? yes
0: yes that's how um, he, that's how talented this guy that's is that's crazy because he's can't an even athlete imagine. you can't even call him a baseball player you can't call him like a, a skater you have to call that man a straight up
1: athlete <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: no, seguro que si, mi hermano. Um, and, you know, he's a guy who's done everything right. So for him to have those aspirations of being one of the best athletes that have ever, you know, existed in the United States and putting himself in a position to do it is amazing to see. It's such a great accomplishment for him and his family. I'm sure they're proud of him. Hell, we're all proud of him here of and, and the rest of the Americans that won medals. And especially with him because he's a hometown guy. Now he gets to go back to the Marlins after some rest and maybe get some swings in so that he's ready for the offseason and get right back into spring training. And let's see, man. It's, it's, let's see what, what that future holds for the Marlins because he's such a talented, talented guy that having him on the roster is all, always going to be a benefit to the squad. And the look the, by the looks of it, we're going to use every single player that we can in order to make some type of run next year. Yeah.
1: No, we're absolutely going to need it. We'll get into the Marlins in a second. But before we get off the Olympics, I just want to recap for everybody. Uh, the U.S. led the way. Uh, we had a last-second gold medal to take us uh, one up on China. We ended up with 39 gold medals. China ended up with 38, and Japan ended up with 27. Look at that. Our total medal count was 113. And the, the next highest person was China with 88. Sick. Domination dominating yes but this is where we need to have the the national anthem queued <laughs> up man because i feel so patriotic <laughs> right now
0: I, I just you know what we'll we'll superimpose the american flag yes. waving in the background No, nah, i'm gonna
1: the, try to put a bald eagle shooting laser beams out of the sides sitting on your shoulder or something ah!
0: <laughs> but it's it's really cool to see the rest of the c- countries really step up you know we saw cuba win uh, a bunch of medals that they hadn't wrestling? won before. No, not only in wrestling, but they won in powerlifting. They won in, oh, that's right. in volleyball. They like they were able to do really well in other sports. So you see um, a kid from Turkey won a gold medal in, in, in swimming in the 400-meter race. First time that country has ever won a medal, yeah. let alone a gold medal in swimming.
1: Philippines won their first gold medal. You know what I mean?
0: So, like, you get fe- to see weightlif- that. And a female
1: won it at that, dude. Yeah. So, like, huge it's huge. Can't man. imagine the the, the 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 like the pride, the sense of pride yes. that you get from accomplishing that for your country, not just yes. for yourself, but for all those people that call themselves, you know, Filipino, Cuban, Turkish, whatever. What, you know what I mean? Right? They're
0: representing, um,
1: bro. Soccer. Yes! Shout, Shout out to Brazil. What a surprise! What a who has <laughs> a, who had Brazil winning it in soccer, dude? <laughs> who, 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 who would have picked that team? No, so
0: So maybe. But
1: congrats to them. I thought yeah. about you when I saw that. Uh, how was uh? how, What's how crazy, was your lady? How'd she feel about that? She was that?
0: super stoked, man, and more my my father-in-law because that team was made up of a lot of youth. Not a lot of uh, experienced players go out there, except for like a guy like Danny Alves who wanted to add more to his trophy cabinet This guys won every single trophy that there's to win in the world of soccer and that team was just a very young squad learning how to put it together and having uh an expectation to perform and to do well and to actually win and for them to accomplish that man it's it's tough because brazilians expect a lot out of their soccer team like if you're not Pele level, Neymar level, Kaká level, all of those greats that have played there, Ronaldo, Ronaldinho, they pretty much consider you see right. a C-ranked player. Of course, you know, so it's all or nothing out there, and those boys were able to come out big for their country and, and win a gold medal, which is That's dope. What's man. Up. Yeah, yeah man. but
1: speaking of soccer, though, yes. We got to talk about it. Let's talk I mean, about it's it. Not, it's not Chelsea, but let's I mean, talk about this is it. Huge. No, no,
0: But we got Chelsea news too, so we could tie okay, it yeah, all in. Baby. All right, let's do it. Let's, let's do it. Let's tie it all in.
1: So, how do you feel about uh, Barcelona not re signing Messi and uh, him signing with PSG and Neymar?
0: First of all, I think that Messi fans have every single right to be upset because the way that Barcelona handled that business of having Messi forever there was done completely wrong and they can point to a lot of things on the board and the president and this and that and the other but at the end of the day you got to recognize when bad business is bad business when you have a player like that that's so committed to your team and your and your city and its fan base and all that you do everything you can and you do it early you don't wait until the contract is getting ready to expire you don't wait until he's unhappy because you're, you're losing. and He says, I want to leave to try to fix things. You do that stuff early because you right. realize. With time. Right? How important he is and how much time it's going to take to set all those things up. Right? So now Barcelona has that whole drama starting last year with him wanting to leave. And the reports are coming out that he's asking for uh, a transfer. Doesn't happen. He's willing to come back. They smooth things over. They try to sign him. And all the meanwhile, La Liga is warning teams, hey, we're making big changes to how we do business and what you guys are going to be able to spend. Everybody just blew it off. They didn't really pay attention to it. Barcelona continued to do bad business by signing a bunch of players that they didn't really need. Overspending. Overspending, huge wages, huge money on the books. That's a team that's a billion dollars in debt. A billion dollars in debt for the mass of money that that club generates to be in a billion dollars debt is crazy to me but that's all that bad business at some point it's going to catch up to you and it just so happened to catch up to them with their most prominent player a guy who didn't deserve to go out like that in Leonel Messi because he did everything he could in his powers to stay there he took a 50 percent pay cut
1: and they still couldn't afford it
0: and they still couldn't afford <laughs> that's it. that's the crazy part dog but before that they signed three players to big wages this summer Why? Bad business. Get your important stuff done first. The rest of the little stuff is going to fall like dominoes because everybody wants to play with Messi. Everybody wants to go to Barcelona for him. So you don't have to sign guys first. Those guys will wait until the freaking season even starts before they, they even lace up without... Having Messi there, right. so now all these guys sign, expecting that they're gonna play with Messi. Agüero, his best friend, is there. Like, all right, I'm finally gonna get to play with my man. Psych. Psych. <laughs> you thought, you thought, and and then poor Leo Messi is the one who has to take the burden no, because it hurts
1: him the most, and it sucked, man. Because you know he, he obviously he's been there for twenty years, better part of two decades Crazy. since he was what that's sixteen all he knows. years old, seventeen years like old, thirteen. He's been there. Dog, that's all 13, he knows. Yeah, you know he, he's he's become a man. There, you know, with that organization, what he's been able to do, you know, for that country, you know, for, for all of Europe, you know, he's, I mean, he has fans all over everywhere. the world. I mean, everywhere. It's him and Ronaldo, right? It's going back and forth all the time. And uh, to, to see him up there in the press conference, you know, shedding tears about, you know, the way that it went down. And you don't see that, man. It's that's something it was that you, sad, bro. It was, it was heartbreaking, you it was know. Because you don't see that normally. You know, they they if they they're kind of like bitter or whatever. Like they, there's angst, you know. They're kind of you can see the frustration or the disappointment, or if they're happy for the trade or the you know the next chapter, they're they're optimistic about it. Correct. He was just like defeated, almost. It kind of seemed like it's like, dude, you're gonna go to PSG to go play with arguably with your boys, the best player you know in the world after you.
0: They're why, his why, boys. You know why can't you
1: be excited about that? It's like he's not. He's not there yet. He's he's mourning the loss of Barcelona. Correct. You know what I mean. He's losing Barcelona. whatever some. You know what he's known his whole life. Basically. And I,
0: and I'm sure that in his mind he was like, this day is never gonna come. This day is never gonna come because I'm willing to do whatever it takes to be here. Right. And he did. That's why this all falls on Barcelona. Yeah. You guys handled this. Completely wrong. So, are you Barcelona fans that were fans of Messi and all this stuff, and all you've known is Messi? You may want to buy a PSG
1: shirt or see how much they're oh, going for. Mine in, <laughs> I got mine in the cart already, ready to go, Papa. I'm because spelling, it's going to be but rough. But I'm spelling Messi, M-E-S-S-Y. <laughs> 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 Just to get a little discount. You know what I'm saying? I'm but like, oh, this came back. So, wrong. so put me on real quick. Put put us on the listeners and myself. What does this mean now for Barcelona, and what does this mean now for PSG?
0: Well, let's start off with. PSG, because they're obviously the more promising project now. They still have Mbappe, even though he has rumors of wanting out and going to Real Madrid, right? Makes sense. But you still have Neymar there, who's in his prime. You still have his boys there, that are Di Maria. Uh, you have, uh, I'm forgetting the other. I'll look it up for you, but we'll go on. But he's there. And The main issues that PSG had last year, which was their goalkeeping or consistent goalkeeping and their defense, they improved because they spent money on those two things also. Hold on. There he is. You got him. Wait, 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 wait. He's a – Berati. that's his name. Berati. that's his boy. And and they just got Sergio Ramos, his longtime arch nemesis because he played at Real Madrid. So PSG loaded up. Completely. And the only thing that they're worried about is not winning their league. It's not winning a tournament. It's only one thing, Champions League. They're going all in on Champions League. Mm -hmm. And that team right now, as construed, is completely ready to dominate Champions League. I feel I hope that Chelsea I know that they won't get put into the same bin, obviously, because we're the champs, so we're gonna have that same type of that draw. But man, that's not a team that you're gonna wanna face in the in the rounds of knockouts and stuff like that because they're going to be loaded, and they're going to be able to score from anywhere, anywhere. Very dangerous team right now, PSG is looking like. Now. All right, so if that's they lose, If they lose Mbappe,
1: then they'll look more, you know, attainable. They can they can be touched. I mean, they, they lose Mbappe, but they gain Messi. And Mbappe, what you were telling me, I, I mean, I don't know the details around it, right. but if he was looking for something beforehand, does Messi coming to your squad now kind of change your mind on that? Yes and no. Something right? something that keeps you
0: there. Yes and no. Because you want to see how it works out, right? You're like, he's one of the few legends in the game that you can say, I played with him and he was still at his best, right? So that has to be real tempting for a guy like Mbappe because if you care about soccer and you care about being the best in the world, you have to learn from the best. And you're not going to learn from anybody better than Lionel Messi. I'm sorry. The, it just doesn't exist, right? about hard work, dedication, loving the sport, being loyal, um, taking care of yourself, taking care of your family, like how to navigate all of that. Nobody's done it better than Lionel Messi. I'm sorry, nobody. So for Mbappe, yeah, that makes him want to stay. But at the same time, if Real Madrid is calling you and calling you and calling you and offering that number number 10 shirt and saying, come be our guy, it's really hard to say no when you're that wanted. You know what I mean? So it's a 50-50 thing. Maybe Mbappe just because he has a his contract runs out next year, so he'll be able to move as a free agent, not this year, the next year, twenty two. But it could be that he just does like a Sea High goals thing with one year and see how it goes playing with Messi. Why not? Got nothing to lose
1: at that got point. Got nothing
0: to lose, you know.
1: <clears throat> On the other hand, you got Barcelona. For Barcelona, which however, seems like you lose you lose Jordan, you lose LeBron. Right now, right? that
0: team has a black hole in it, and it's and it's just gaping. It's just a gape. It's a little small black hole right now. But as everybody knows, if you watch them Netflix, I don't know, dude. I feel like they that start black hole. they they start little, but they expand real quick. I feel like that was a big
1: piece of that organization, bro. It is. Right there.
0: It is a big piece. It is a big piece that's gone. Now, granted, what does what does this do for Barcelona? It forces them to play everybody. It forces forces them to play their younger talent. It forces them to count on their academy pr- prospects to say, all right, guys, you, somebody has to fill the void here. Whether it's one player, a combination of players, a whole team, whatever, we have to fill this void in some way, some fashion.
1: Did I ever tell you about when I went to Barcelona and I went to the stadium? You went there? Oh, yeah, I did. Uh, I, I never told you. Yeah, I could. yeah dog. I got. I, we even took pictures there and everything. We did like a whole like uh, tour. We did a tour of everything. They gave us like a virtual reality headset and we were able to sit in the stands. And like the virtual reality was like what it's like during a game. Like you look around and there's crazy fans all around you. The I'm game's sure. going on, the lights. But while we were there on the field, there was like a mini camp of like little kids playing soccer. You know what I mean? Right. Probably age range anywhere from like seven to Ten. Tw- 12 years old. Okay. Yeah. No, okay. no older than that. Oh my goodness. Studs. Bro, these kids were, and it's swaggy. Not just studs, but sweat like swaggy little grown men, bro. Little the way that they is, were yeah. playing, like one of them scored. He took his shirt off. He like slid like on his knees to the to the corner and stuff. <laughs> and all his boys were all around them, like yeah, like bro. It was it was crazy to see that they had four different games going on at, on the actual on the field, field right, at right. the same time. That was like two years ago, so I'm sure some of those kids got to be ready for Barcelona now. At some point, they're gonna. They're I gonna mean, get look, signed. they, have, a they 18, have to have some prospects there. They have an 18 year old Pedri who was playing for Spain, and he played.
0: He's played, no lie over 75 consecutive games of soccer for club and country. So he's played every single game for Barcelona, every single game for Spain. That's a year easy of playing every two, three days. Now, granted, he's 18 years old, so obviously he can handle it. But at the same time, you kind of want to protect him. But those are the things that you want to see as a Barcelona fan. Now, you want to see all the young guys that you guys have on your squad, talented players. Have take them shots, and go out there and learn. Why not? Why not? Listen, it worked out for Chelsea. Chelsea was able to – they were forced into that because they actually got transfer banned, so they couldn't make a move for almost two years. What did that do? It forced their hand to say, all right, we got to look for talent somewhere else. We got to look at in-house to see what we have here because we're always loaning these players out or selling these players to somewhere else, and then they go on and become superstars or masters in their own rights. It worked for Chelsea because we were able to look, find talent, know, hey, this guy's worth keeping. This guy's not worth keeping. Let's add this type of player to this type of mix. And what did it get us? A Champions League trophy. That's right. A Champions League trophy. Oh, hold on, bro. Yeah, dog. Hit my. Hit my. Hit my. Nah, bro. I go got go. you. Ron Blue.
1: Bam. Yeah! Chelsea.
0: And you know what? Let me get the. Because we got big news. One more time. I just found out this weekend. It's officially official. Today, my man is in London getting a medical examination done. We got Romelu Lukaku. Woo!
1: Man, he's back. I don't know him, but I like his name. He's back. That sounds like a, like a, like a name that strikes fear. Yeah, bro. He's a badass.
0: Uh, big, robust, number nine, real striker, okay. real center forward. And interesting,
1: big, robust. Does that mean he's heavy set? He's,
0: yeah, he's he's swole, dog. Oh, he's swole. He he's swole. He swole. He, okay. he ain't no little skinny guy like most strikers are. Like like he's he's, he's got some size. You could tell he lifts weights, you know. <laughs> um, but the interesting in, thing about him is that he was a Chelsea Academy product.
1: Dope. Well, so exactly he came what were up, just talking about.
0: exactly what I was talking about. Where he came up through the rankings, actually was able to get to the first team. Right, we actually <clears throat> he didn't come completely through the academy. We got him when he was really young, so he was still able to play for like the eighteen year olds and stuff like that. When we did sign him, everybody touted him as the next guy. Man, this kid is going to be it. He's got all the attributes. He's got the size. He's got the strength. He's got the speed. He can obviously shoot with both legs. Finishes, but. At that time, Chelsea was just focused on having veteran players. Granted, they were in Champions League and winning Champions League when they first won it, competing for the English Premier League at the time. So it made sense why the young players didn't get the chance. And we saw it with a lot of young players. Eventually, Lukaku got moved. We sold him, and it was like, well, you're not going to be able to play for us for the next three years. You're young. Go out there and make a name for yourself. So he ends up in Everton, plays well, ends up making another move to Manchester United. Um, and even then, when he made that move to Manchester United, we still wanted him back. Something happened with his agent, and the deal went left, and he ended up going to New United. They obviously didn't appreciate him because they got rid of him within two years. And when they got rid of him, he went to Inter. And when he went to Inter Milan, um, he, he really solidified himself on the world stage he was always good as a striker and always world class with Belgium but when he got there with the coach which was also a former Chelsea coach Antonio Conte he put him in a real good position where he can excel with his talents and my man scored over 20 goals a season and won them their first uh, title for that club in more than 10 years so it's obvious that He's in the prime of his career. He's
1: developed since he, he left Chelsea the first time. And so if he you ask, like he's a different player.
0: Correct. And if you ask anybody who knows about soccer, and you ask them, "Hey, you think Lukaku's in your top five of world class strikers?" There's a there's going to be a strong argument as he h- him being top three. Fire. So now Chelsea, looking for a striker, having one on the market, we end up paying 100 and I think it was like 113 million pounds, something like that to get the deal done and i didn't expect this move i saw a lot of rumors about it but then i was like man you know what are the chances that they spend the money and look they went out there and spend the money so now you add a world-class striker which was in a real position of need right because last season we couldn't convert a lot of goals we talked about it plenty of times where we had 16 shots on goal 13 shots on goal and we weren't scoring any or just had one goal that's not you know, conductive to, like, winning soccer. Right. You're not putting yourself in a good position. With this guy, I just feel like he's an automatic goal scorer. If you get it to him and he he's going to find a way to put it in the back of the net. And just by having him is going to improve everybody else around him. Timo Werner is going to improve. Kai Havers is going to improve. Pulisic is going to improve. hudson Odoy is going to improve. Mason Mount is going to get even better. So now Chelsea has a plethora of attacking options and midfield options where I think that we're honestly going to be able to challenge for the EPL title this year, bro. It's crazy, but...
1: I mean, coming off the season they just had. Why not us? You know, it's just a matter of how Tuchel coaches, Yeah, how he plays his team.
0: Yeah, yeah. And, and I feel like they're not... <clears throat> excuse me. I feel like they're not done when it comes to... transfer you know i saw a lot of talk about kunadi he's a defensive center back from i believe it's from rb Lisbig if i'm not mistaken or sevilla But a good defensive center back, which is also a position of need because we don't have a lot of center backs locked in after this season. So we need a little bit of youth and we need something long term. And he's been highly touted as a defender. He's got the size and he's definitely got the pace to defend in the Premier League. So I'm interested to see if they're going to be able to get that deal done and over the line hopefully they'll be able to send sell some players too because so the deals are in
1: motion but they're not completed the lukaku
0: yet. move is pretty much a done deal the let guy, me
1: ask you this are there any like rules against anti-tampering in soccer yes but it's always
0: hard to prove because a lot of the times the agents are family members so like oh yeah i'm a player but my dad's my agent true and my cousin is my other agent and my mom's my attorney and my mom's my publicist you know (laughs) what i mean so like everything stays within the family they talk to reporters or people that they trust and that news gets out there Mm. so teams are always able to make contacts to through those in you know quote-unquote agents right right the reason i'm asking you though i know i know for chills for the heat but when it comes to the lukaku stuff just to wrap it up like it's never official until they're holding the jersey. Right. So that's tomorrow, right. Tomorrow, when the paperwork is signed and the deal is complete and he's holding up the jersey, then you'll see Sports with So So IG put that post Hey, we got Romelu Lukaku. For nice. now, I'm just going to announce it and look like a jerk.
1: Lukaku. <laughs> that's going to be, that's a good name. That's a strong name. Hey,
0: man. I'm sure the Chelsea fans are going to find an interesting way to sing that in the stands. <laughs> There's <laughs> no doubt about it's that. That's
1: good. Bro. Three syllables, Lukaku. That's good. They Lukaku. can do a lot with, with that. With the U at the end. Lukaku. There you oh, go. even better, bro! Right? Sounds strong. Yeah, I'm, t- I'm telling you, bro. This is a name that strikes fear. But going let's into, talk about this going this into this heat tampering, dog. Like, dog. what's what's the deal? Break it down. They're they're
0: they're investigating the Kyle Lowry deal. Well, first of all, that he got a bunch of haters. So shout out to all the heat haters. We see you, obviously.
1: How does this even happen?
0: Well, you know, the NBA is. I don't know why they even try to do shit like this, but they're trying to crack down on like. Deals not being done before the deadline and this player can't talk to this player or this player can't talk to this agent or in these two agents can't conversate. But in the NBA, all of these players are homeboys. They all chill. They all meet up on vacation. They go to the same clubs. They buy the cars from the same people. Like, of course, they're going to run into each other. Of course, they're going to talk to
1: each other about it. Because you know what? At the end of the day, they don't care. And we know that Jimmy and Cal and are, are friends. I mean, you think they haven't been talking about this Come on? No, I'm sure they've talked
0: about it always. Maybe not specifically, hey, let's go play in Miami. But it's like, hey, dog, if well, we, we get that chance, point. let's link up. But
1: what? So what do you know then about the whole tampering? Like what the, the allegations against? Because it's all allegedly right now, right? So
0: allegedly, there was a legal contact between the two teams, right? So Bef- it seems
1: before before the trade were
0: able to, to
1: actually correct, do that
0: openly. B, which is again weird. They make the transfer deadline on a Monday, six o'clock. But uh, the player doesn't have to report to the team. It's not like he's going in there and practicing. He's it's the off season. These guys are literally on vacation. So think about it like that. If they're on vacation and their agent is texting them saying, hey, so-and-so wants to speak to us or, hey, this is the offer officially from the Heat or from the Pelicans or whoever. Why wouldn't the agent tell him that? Why is he going to wait until Monday, six o'clock to be like, hey, this is the deal that we've that we've got? No, the moment he knows or the moment that gets offered, he's going to tell that to his client. There's no doubt about that. So if the Heat are like, and I'm sure they talked in the previous season, right? In this past season, they were like, hey, what's up? You selling him? Right. Yeah. Nah? All right, well, look, if you do sell them or if you're going to keep them, let's do this. We'll come back at you and blah, blah, blah. There's nothing wrong with that. What they're trying to do is control the narrative to be like, oh, the deals don't get announced until we say so. I was like, It's so stupid because yeah. the teams are already negotiating.
1: It sounds like a pissing
0: match. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, allegedly, the, te- the two teams are, were getting in contact with each other to say, hey, you know, let's do this for this or what type of fee do you want or, you know. Would you accept this or that? Because a lot of the talk back was not the deal being made. It was more of who are the Heat going to add, right? We knew that it was Goron for Kyle straight up. And in order to compensate for the rest of the trade or the rest of the deal, we knew that we were going to throw in a player. Just didn't know who. There was a lot of names out there being thrown around. It ended up being precious. So that whole situation with the NBA, trying to, like, investigate that, I feel like it's going to fall flat on its face, man, because, like I said, the two teams knew that there was mutual interest from the season before, so it's not like, hey, let's talk in six months and see how you feel about it. No, it's like, hey, I'm going to hit you up, and we're going to make this deal happen. There's nothing wrong with that, in my
1: opinion. So should we be concerned with this trade? Absolutely not,
0: bro. What are they going to do? They're going to avoid the trade? I don't know. That's That's the dumbest shit I've ever heard. I don't know. That's the dumbest shit I ever heard. And look, they, and the NBA knows that they can't pull some type of stuff off like that too because of, I don't know if you remember the Chris Paul trade that got mixed to, he was Kobe. Right.
1: I'm sorry, to, the, to Lakers, the Lakers. From the Hornets. From the Hornets. Yeah, he, he ended and, up in the Clippers. And
0: the NBA was like, nah, you can't do that, ba ba ba, because we own the team. And what? So the NBA knows, like, you got to be real careful how you walk around trades that other teams are making within themselves. Now, for me, I feel like the NBA should just open it up. Open it up. Hey, we're off, we're in the offseason. Season's over. Guess what? In a week, business is open. Go for it. Why? Because all it does is benefit them. There's a lot of media hype around it. People are talking about the NBA. So-and-so is meeting with this team. This team is meeting with this player. There might be a three-team. All that stuff builds up. Why wouldn't the NBA want that unless they want to, like I said, control the narrative and say, no, deals get done on this day. Nah, because as soon as the deadline hit, six Deals got announced <laughs> straight up one after another. Bam, bam, bam. So they're yeah, not f- and,
1: and they're only coming after us and uh uh one the, I think New like, Orleans. Too. Team. I think yeah the Hornets for no Chicago, sorry. Was for for dealing Bulls? with Chicago, yeah. Okay. Or dealing
0: with Chicago with the ball. Okay. With the ball kid. Yeah, Alonzo Ball with New Orleans. Mm-hmm. So And and look, speaking of New Orleans, New Orleans offered Kyle Lowry more money. So you don't tell me you're gonna tell me that the Hornets weren't talking to the to the Raptors? Of course they were. And they weren't going to wait until Monday because they knew that the Heat were probably super interested. Come on. Let's be real. Let's be real. There's no way that that the NBA is going to come down on any of those teams because that whole NBA free agency shit is dumb. The way they have it set up right now with, uh, oh, let's wait until this specific time to all make deals official. Nah, man. Teams are already working on deals. They're in the offseason. Like, let it be the offseason.
1: Yeah. I don't get it, man. Well, hey, bro, I don't know if you saw, but we signed that actually. Um I I can't remember his name right now top. Omar Youth oh, Dude, <laughs> that kid is a stud. I wanted to ask the you about the Turkish I've watching, Tower. I've been watching All some rice, of the Summer League. <laughs> Hold on though. I copyrighted that. All
0: right, Turkish Tower. I got um, that.
1: Um we uh I've been watching some of the Summer League, bro. <laughs> Yo, he's killed he, it. He's been balling. And that he he's signed them to another
0: deal too. Yeah, I saw that. He might be the center that we're looking for, bro. He he doesn't look that big, but he's big. He's seven feet. Yeah, but like I'm saying, he
1: doesn't look like it.
0: He the problem is people see height and be like, oh, this dude looks skinny on TV. But if you see this man in person, right, he's seven feet yeah. one, two hundred and sixty pounds. He's a big dude, right? <laughs> but more importantly for us, and we've spoken about this at nauseum, bro, where we need a big guy who can space the floor, shoot, big enough to bang and actually stay in the paint if needed right and is not a defensive liability could do these things like block move on the pick and roll and whatnot this dude checks all those boxes yeah dog. i like it i like it and i like
1: that he played at georgetown i'll tell you why because smart. Not, not not only that right bro i just think about one thing bro that guy has a high iq which means he has a high basketball iq I get that. Yes, if you go to college more times than not. Oh you, no, if you go to Georgetown <laughs> specifically. Yes, I mean, yes, like, yes. But great there's school. a
0: but look, Stanford cannot say that about their basketball players, right? Because they're not that good. No. All right, so <laughs> that's why I'm like, and but yes, you're right in the sense of basketball IQ because Georgetown has put out big men that are always good in the NBA. Obviously, the greatest being Patrick Ewing, but they've always had a big man and players that come out and are nba ready nba ready nba ready and you could tell that he was nba ready in terms of his body right and how he was he could shoot but him being with the heat in the summer league the year before he kind of learned how it was to be in that heat culture and be a pro you know what i mean so now that Heat bring him back they saw how he was killing it in the summer league guy scored 52 points in two games sick hitting threes hitting jumpers dunking on people catching alley oops like this man is uh could be a potential threat on offense and defense for the heat and if we if he can do that and i'm not talking about scoring 25 points that's you know I'm talking crazy but if he can go in there be the center next to bam hit shots open up the space for bam down low Huge. Huge, bro. Huge because that puts us in a position where we can really threaten a team like the Brooklyn Nets, the Milwaukee Bucks, Philadelphia, and not have to worry about Embiid.
1: Like, I don't know, dog. Embiid is still body, body my dog.
0: But look, like we saw with Kevin Durant and PJ Tucker, PJ Tucker didn't stop KD. He slowed him down. And he slowed him down enough to give his guy a chance to go off. Same reason why we got him here. Hey, when we link up with KD, that's your man. When we link up with Giannis, that's your man. Your job is to slow him down. We're not going to put Bam on them to get six fouls, five fouls quick, be tired and during the game. No, 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 no. That's what you're here for. Let Bam do his thing. So we're, we're putting those role pieces together. Him, uh, the Morris twin that we got also. Markeith. Those guys are here for straight D. Straight yeah. defense, dog. Straight defense. Don't even worry about... T- Making a bucket. If you make a bucket, we'll pay you ten grand. Dog. Right. Your main job well, I mean, here?
1: And even then, I mean, Markeith can still – he has a he three. He can hit him. He, he can has hit a him. He three ball, so that stretches the floor for us on the offense – I mean, on the defense. He's down low protecting the paint. Come back on the other side, you know, we got a bunch of players on the perimeter now that can shoot. Uh, then you got P.J. P.J. can shoot too, you know. And then at the same time, he's, he's one of those grinders. So, I mean, Pat Pat knows what he's doing when he's putting this team together. He knows what we were missing last year, and he's quickly added those pieces. We, we have a team right now that – is championship is, is looking, looking, yeah, like a, it's like, looking like a like a championship uh, caliber roster?
0: Correct. It's it's not there yet, right? Because there's still things that we can look at and be like, oh, the they got to play together. Not, bingo, number one. But other things that we can look like, like damn, we're still kind of thin on point guard. Is Hero gonna really bounce back? Because then that'll leave us thin as shooting guard, right? And and let's see, we took we took gambles, right? We have gambles. We took another gamble on Victor Oladipo. We signed him to a one year deal, vet yep. minimum. Yep. Can't be mad at that, even though I'm skeptical of him and how he's going to be able to fit into the squad. But his NBA experience and his ability, basketball-wise, maybe not explosiveness anymore, but just basketball IQ and being able to shoot and, and score, he could be a big help. Having Oladipo and Lowry
1: no I mean the, that could the, be big the, you know obviously when he when we first got him you know that was what it was enticing it was like oh man that we, we need a, a shooting guard like that somebody that can you know put up points and is and sound all the way around you know and that's not a liability on defense you know that's a, just athletic that can cover multiple positions you know and and have that heat mentality right we're looking right. for that player that right. always carries that heat mentality and all the people check a lot of those boxes up until he goes up for that dunk and comes down ah. and gets injured. In the middle of a non contact situation. And so now he you know, he was out for the rest of the season for us. We didn't get to see, you know, his potential with the Heat jersey on. And he's out right now indefinitely. He might be coming back November, could be coming back as late as January. What I read is that you he's going
0: to miss the beginning of the
1: season. 100%, but that's what I mean. I mean, if he comes back in November, he still misses the first three months, weeks you know, of weeks. the season. Yeah. And if he comes back in January, he misses the first two, three months of the season. Damn. So it's like, you know, obviously at that point, you know, a uh, healthy Oladipo will still take it. You know, we only signed him for one year, so we're not really losing much on that. It's a good business move for what he can bring. You know what I mean? The the, the risk and the reward are are
0: they're pretty even even. they coincide with each other to make and it makes sense to bring him back again I'm skeptical of him being that guy because if he looks off then we just wasted minutes on him that we could have given to Max Strauss and see what he can do in a bigger role for us you know what I mean and see if he's capable to be that backup
1: Uh, I don't know Max Strauss isn't that guy You're not that (laughs) guy. You're not that guy. He's he's more of that three-point guy. He's more of, like, that role player. You know, Oladipo, uh, a healthy Oladipo brings a lot more to the table than a guy like Max Drews. No disrespect to to Max, who we also signed and gave some money to to keep him here. But uh, he's he's leading the G League. You know, I don't know if you saw that post the other day where he was the one leading the G League. You know, he was like, what do you guys see over there? What do you guys see in common? And I forgot where he went with that. But it was some motivational-ass speech that got me hyped up. And I wanted to go out there and win the game.
0: What he was saying is like, look, they're all drafted. We're undrafted. That's right. That's what it was. Again, a guy who knows. So those type of guys are dangerous. And he's shown flashes of being good. He just needs time. He needs more exposure against NBA elite talent. He needs that. Again, him practicing against Kyle Lowry and Victor Oladipo now, <laughs> Papa is going to make him step his game up, and he's going to be even more ready when that is going down. Again, we have a lot of questions about the Heat, but you re- honestly, you got to feel good about where we're at as a Heat fan because we're in prime, prime position. Like and if, if even if some of these moves work out, like Omar, like Oladipo, those two things work out, man, other teams have a lot to be worried about because we still got our main guy Jimmy after after he signed his extension. You know, he signed his 4-year, 184 million dollar extension. dogs earning 46 per. Bro, everybody is getting paid, son. Paid, paid. Well, he-, he deserves it and he's our guy. He's our leader. So, I don't I'm not mad at that. No, not at all. I'm not mad at I that. I like all the
1: moves we made. I like all the money I, we have you know, we thrown out there and stuff. So I I ain't mad at it. I'm looking forward to to heat. You know the heat season.
0: Me too, man. Me too. Me too. I got a lot of big expectations, and you know we're gonna do a huge heat preview when the time comes. But until then, we're just gonna enjoy the the whack investigation, if you want to
1: even call it I that. Yes. we'll we'll keep and we'll, we'll see keep see you what posted on that. But uh, you know, speaking of future episodes, I know that we, you know, I, I know you wanted to keep this a secret, but we're gonna do a huge. Uh, focus on our Dolphins coming up here. Yes, sir. We a Dolphin centric episode where we're going to kind of go in depth on everything before the season starts off. But there was some Dolphins news over the weekend. Yep. I wanted to see what your thoughts were on it's it. It's
0: funny because we were texting back and forth a little bit about it, like whether it was going to happen. And then we got the news that Xavier and Howard and the Dolphins got into an agreement where they were able to sign a new deal or whatever. It just
1: restructured the terms of his right. contract where he got a little bit more money guaranteed. So, all of his money for this coming season is fully guaranteed, I believe. He got a little bit more incentives. I got I think like $3.5 million worth of incentives added. Um, so, it wasn't anything too crazy, but it seems like it was enough to keep him happy. Yes, but... For now. For now.
0: For now. Because, while that's good for him, and oh, I'm and glad also, that he got other, his money.
1: One other thing, they took away the fines. They had fined them for missing training camp. They gave him his money back. They, they, gave him they, his money they mixed back. that. They took that away. So, right. he gets, gets to keep yeah, that money. But they go gave him his money back.
0: Which is, again... Smart, classy move by the Dolphins. Yeah. Right thing to do on both sides. Love it. Right? Right thing to do on both sides. Because he it's not like he didn't come to camp after that. He came. He participated in practices. Was there. Didn't, you know, wasn't piping up the media. Was super cool with his teammates. Focused on the job at hand. Professional through and through. So no issues with Xavier Howard there. But I feel like it does put some pressure on him. And it also puts some pressure on Byron Jones, too. Because both of those guys are going to be competing to be like, I'm not the one who's going to be cut next year, so I'm going to be the better player, and you're going to get cut because you're the one that's getting paid more. And, man, that's great for the defense. I'm, I'm <laughs> because it. those boys are going to be so freaking amped I'm to it. go out there and perform. And Howard knows that everybody's looking at him now, right? You got your money. You got your incentives. Go get it. Go get it. And he's shown it. All right, let's take a quick pause. Let's do it.
1: <laughs> all right, well, that was uh, we just had to reset for our our YouTube. Yep, sorry about that, folks. You're welcome for you the know? bathroom break. <laughs> no, I'm
0: kidding, I'm kidding. Now they wouldn't even notice the break. Yeah, for sure. It's more for us. Let's um, let's back wrap to the up. Dolphins. Yeah, let me wrap this. Uh, let me wrap this up with the Dolphins. For me, it's put up or shut up for Xavier Howard time. Right, it's like for him, it's ball out like you did and make all the fans happy, or get ready for that scrutiny if you don't perform to the same level that you did after complaining and bitching about the money and then getting it. Now, I think he's going to do even better than he did last year, just to hit those incentives, which, again, just bodes even better for us as a team in general and especially on the defensive end. The one who has to watch his back it's Jones, because now there's a bigger target on him, and people are going to be able to tell the difference about who's playing better between the two. Right, so, right. Let's I see. can't
1: wait till we get into it next week. Next week's going to be a fun Ooh, it's one. It's going to so, be huge, bro. If you guys want to know what we have to say about the Dolphins' uh, preseason so far, or their training camps and yeah, their preseason coming up, next week, stay tuned.
0: Stay tuned. It's going to be a Dolphin-centric big one. centric episode next week. It's gonna be a big one. But um Doug, real quick before we get out of here, I wanted to get your thoughts on UFC two sixty five. We saw the interim <laughs> champ get crowned, and it was not the guy that you and I thought it was it gonna was be. It was
1: not Derek Lewis. It was not. It was, did you
0: watch the fight? I did. Bro. I watched it twice actually.
1: It it was an impressive win by by game. Yeah. Impressive win to see what he did. And honestly, it was a little disappointing to see Derrick Lewis. Like, Derrick Lewis, I've always had uh, concerns with his stamina in the past because mm. he is kind of a bigger guy. Mm-hmm. But I feel like there is a, a disparity in their stamina. I feel like he ran out of gas early on, and that, like, kind of, like, hurt him. Like, he was still able to take the damage, but he wasn't able to to cover up or kind of defend himself at right. the end of the fight. Like, you know, yeah. you saw he had him on the ground against the cage and stuff. Yeah. And I just think it was he got gas, bro. The, I- For me, it was
0: two things, right? Because when I know a big fight is coming, right, or a championship fight is coming, UFC, they usually do, like, on ESPN, like, a a leading up to the fight, right? I forget what it's called. It's, like, undocumented or documented, something like that. And they were showing Derek Lewis in his pre-fight meeting with Daniel Cormier and the rest of the guys who were doing the commentary, right? Dominic Cruz was there. um, And I forget the other guy's name. But... Derek was talking about how he was feeling the pressure of fighting in his home state, his hometown of Houston, having everybody that he knows there. Trey from ABN was there, the rapper. Like, you know, all these people were there to see Derek perform. And when he said that, I was like, damn, you know, maybe that pressure is getting to him. And, you know, Cormier being the great guy that he is, the ultimate professional, he gave him some tips. He was like, yo, don't be by yourself. Because that's when your thoughts can creep into you, and and then you know the negative starts to creep in, and you lose track of what's important, what to focus on. When Ghani, you know, when Cyril Ghani was walking into the into the stadium, number one, is first it, thing is I noticed Gani, Gani.
1: I've been saying game this whole time.
0: Yeah, it's cool. He's uh, French, right? Yes, sir. Yeah, I should have. I should have. It's cool, that. man. Hey, hey we're bro. American, bro. you know.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I say I say it the American way. There's G A A N E at
0: the gang. So. I think he he was so relaxed, and I could tell off rip just by the song he walked in. I don't know if you got a chance to heard it, but he came no, in to um, Mike Jones still um, and Paul Wall still tipping on Fofos. Ooh. If you know, you know what that track is. <laughs> so people heard that drop still tipping on Fofos, right? And everybody's like, oh, going crazy, thinking that Derek Lewis was getting ready to come in. And here comes <laughs> the Frenchman, Cyril Ghani.
1: Playing to the crowd. Playing in to
0: the crowd and, you know, getting them hype. And that just shows you how confident and how comfortable he was. He looked good, man. He looked good. He was the number three
1: contender, I think. Yes, in, sir. In
0: the division, and now he's the interim champ. And you know what's crazy? We saw it happen, like, three main events ago. And we saw it happen mainly in the mcgregor Poirier three, where the leg kicks were just devastating. Yes, he, Devastated. he kept checking him. And he, bro, that first round, he gave him two good yes, ones, and Derek was right. not ready for that. And I heard you the comment. You can
1: see him grimace. You can see it like when he got hit, he's like, ah. Bro, like,
0: you heard the smack. Yeah. And when you can hear the smack through the TV, forget about being at the event. When you can hear the smack as clear as you did through the TV, you know that it was completely, completely on point. Yeah. And I don't think Derek Lewis was prepared for that because that just – Sucked all his strength because he had to put all that weight on his other leg and keep that stamina going, you know, to kind of compensate for yeah, he was hobbled for for that for that hobbled
1: fight, I should say, bro. Yeah, and he ends up getting beat, you know, by TKO in the third round. Um, he just again he got put put up against the cage on the ground, dominated, and on you know he was on his knees and stuff, and Gane was just hammering home on him, bro, just fucking going to town and they they just they were telling him "Derek, you got to defend yourself you got to do something you know show me a sign and he just didn't i just think he was just done at that point man so yeah
0: the way he was covering up was kind of whack bro because i was like damn because he got rocked don't get me wrong he got rocked like 30 seconds before that um gane caught him with a nice right hook staggered him and then didn't jump on him with, with the pressure but waited and kept jabbing him jabbing him and at that point you could tell that Derek didn't want to get hit anymore so he was kind of covering up too much and once he did that I was like, oh, this is gonna end,
1: yo. But before we me. get all, all right, so the next step for Ganu so now is gonna be Francis Ngannou, and Ganu, and Ganu already tweeted out or commented and said, "Well, you know, I'll I'm ready. see you." you yeah, know, I'm ready. I'm ready. So, that's but the interesting the fight.
0: thing about that fight is that those dudes are training partners. Obviously, they're gonna be former training partners, mm-hmm. but they're training partners. Crazy, because Enganu was living in France when he was you He's know from senegal originally from senegal. he went to france and, and that's he, where he got it discovered and Ghani, they kid it off picked up the super sport. cool been been super cool since ngana has been in France that's crazy super crazy and now they are both going to have to fight for the for the real belt cuz Ghani has the interim, interim champ belt but Engano is the champ champ so
1: while we're on the topic though of fighting and mixed martial yes, arts sir. we got to talk about Khabib's cousin bro bro <laughs> Oh, my goodness. Was he the one with the clip of the knee? How do it? Yeah. Yeah. Talk about that clip, bro. First of Talk all. Talk about that, that fight and that finish. First of all, I want to know what's in the to, water. I had to repeat that. No,
0: no, no. I want to know
1: what's in the water that those people are drinking in Dagestan. Bro, it's Dagestan's turn. It, it used to be Japan. It used what? to be Brazil. It, it, you know, it used to be whoever it used to be. It's Dagestan right now that's holding it down in MMA and UFC. Bro there has to be something in that water dog because
0: this guy forget about being his cousin right so obviously they share the same blood but you could tell that he was just calm focused knew exactly what he wanted to do when he was going to do it how he was going to do it the opponent could have thrown whatever at him the moment he found that inch which was an inch to land that knee he caught he bro. he caught him on like the tip of the chin. It's crazy. The tip of the chin. I didn't know what
1: happened when I first saw it. I just saw the dude go to the ground. He got be like, slumped what? Because like it was what? a weird angle. Right. And, like you just kind of see something quick happen. And then the slumped. dude just gets slumped. Like, boom, hits the canvas. And you're like, wait a minute, what? And when you see the replay, he throws the fastest from standing position, just the fastest knee, right at this guy's face. Just <laughs> knocks him out cold. It was crazy.
0: They didn't really wind up for it. They no. didn't really need a lot Where, of space it, to throw it. It was
1: Anderson Silva-esque. Right. Right. Well, he's like, I'm going to kick you in two feet Out of, of space. nowhere. Boom. Exactly. Just out of nowhere. Just Yo. a surprise. Boop. Impressive. Yeah, dude. So. What's his name? Ah, Dude, don't ask me that. Uh, I thought you were going to have Come that. Come I feel like I, it was like Israel or. Nah, man. That, um, that's tough. Sorry. Uh, I got you.
0: I got Khabib because it's Khabib. Okay. But.
1: Islam is his name. Ah, there you go. Close. Right.
0: What's his last name?
1: Islam Makachev. M- 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 you got it. Something like that. Yeah, Chef. you got
0: it. But he was impressive. But he's not fighting in the best league in the world. He's not fighting in the UFC yet. But I would like to see him go up against bigger talent or better talent, I should say. Because I really want to see what he's about, man. He looks like a very interesting fighter. He looks like a guy who's willing to throw down no matter what, at any weight class, at any time. Obviously, he he's an impressive cat. Um, also impressive this weekend, we saw... Jose Aldo, look impressive, bro. Got another win. Got another win, man. 34 years old. The man, old and still, man. 34 years old and still kicking in UFC, bro. The old That's man. That's a young man's game, dog. And I don't know how this dude, my dog Scarface, does it. But he looked really good. He beat a fellow Brazilian, Pedro Munoz. Unanimous decision. We also saw another Brazilian get a, a very important win for him. A very important win because he was kind of locked in that battle of Top five rankings in that middleweight class to get next in line to fight Usman and Vincente Vincenchi Vincenchi Luque. He defeated Michael Chiesa 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 in the first round by submission. And the interesting about that is that Michael had him in a sub in within like the first minute of the fight. I don't know if you caught that. Yeah. He had him in the sub, couldn't get it. Next thing you know.
1: That <laughs> just changed the whole. He like, got his back, and once Vicente got his back, it was a wrap. Bro. bro, it was crazy. Like, we thought in the first few moments of the fight that it was going to definitely go one way, yep. and then quickly just changed. Completely.
0: <laughs> and Vicente is a, a, a very promising fighter, bro, let me tell you. He's got the tremendous win streak going on, and obviously he did the right thing by calling out Usman after the fight, right, because you got to be able to put yourself in a position in order to even get that fight. You got to talk about it if you want it. But it still lines up a lot of interesting fights for that top of the heap, like we talked about. Now this is a guy who could possibly be one of those four guys that end up fighting each other to get the winner of those two to get the winner of Usman and Kobe Right, You You can throw his happens. name
1: in that, in that circle.
0: So I would love to see him fight fellow Brazilian uh Gilberto Burns or even if he fought a Masvidal or even if he fought a Leon Edwards. All of those guys would make an interesting little tournament in order to see who ends up fighting mm-hmm. Usman because I don't see Usman losing to nobody right now. Nah. Not Kobe, for sure. I feel nah. like Kobe's going to go in there back with a lot of emotion again.
1: and he's going to get
0: molly whopped.
1: Uh, yeah, I mean, Usman is that is that guy, is that dude, so you can't hurt yeah, him. But it's definitely an interesting weight class right there. There's a lot of options. Super interesting. Super oh, interesting. man. Again. I didn't know that dog. time. You, you, that's the sign, we gotta dog. We got to figure that out. I don't know what, what what's going on
0: here. It's a sign. It's a sign that Let's we see didn't See if I can ha- get it back up while you wrap up. I'm going to wrap this thing up right now, dog. Um, but first and foremost, I want to give another big shout out to CIC Miami for always holding us down. Uh, they're an amazing place to have an office space. So if you ever need one, hit us up and we'll put you down with the, with the connect. Uh, I want to give a big shout out to Jay for always doing this with the homie. My dog, can't wait till we do that 365 under the lights. I
1: can't wait till the future future of this podcast. We got a lot of uh, exciting things coming up. That shit is
0: going to be fire, man. It's going to be fire, man. And that's it, man. That's pretty much it. We got to shout out the listeners. Um, thank you for subscribing to the podcast. Thank yes. you for doing us a huge solid, checking us out on YouTube. Make sure you guys continue to do that. That's where we're going to put all the episodes and all the other content that we get yep. is going to come on YouTube. So
1: if you're listening to us on a podcast platform, Spotify, iTunes or anything like that, make sure to go subscribe on YouTube. And if you're watching us on YouTube, make sure to go follow us on one of those platforms.
0: That's how we do out here. And if you don't know. Guess what your job is for this podcast? Your only job is to listen and to tell a friend. To tell a friend. To tell another friend. To tell one more friend. To tell one more friend about this amazing, dope podcast that we got all about Miami sports, giving you the national background on sports, and keeping you up to date with international sports. Who you know is doing that, Nobody, bro? bro? Nobody, bro. Nobody. Nobody. So make sure you guys are following us on social media. Check us out on YouTube. And until next time, y'all, peace.